0: Fate Whispers to the Warrior, The Christmas breeze, by Victoria N., narrated by Felpatalupin from fanfictalk.com. Sebastian Blishwick had always believed in monsters, but when Finn Blishwick was your cousin, it was easy to. When Sebastian was seven, Finn had convinced him that the tinsel under the Christmas tree was a sleeping ashwinder. Sebastian refused to go near the three, four days, even to open presents on Christmas Day, much to the confusion of his parents, aunts, and uncles. Finn was eventually banned from eating the Christmas pudding as punishment, but he stole some later anyway. Last year, he told Sebastian that his Christmas stocking had become the home of a doxy or two. Sebastian didn't believe him, not after the Ashwinder incident. He placed his hand inside only to experience a stinging sensation, and quickly withdrew his bleeding fingers. It turned out Finn had filled his stocking with particularly spiky holly leaves. When confronted by the adults, Finn had shuffled his feet innocently and said he was only trying to decorate it, and his hair had been ruffled affectionately. Now that he was ten, Sebastian was not going to believe anything Finn told him at Christmas this year. When Sebastian arrived at Lishwick Manor, the home of Finn and his twin sister, Hero, he braced himself for whatever Finn had planned. A fake Dementor hanging in the doorway, smoke charmed to fill the spare room as if a dragon were sleeping inside, regular cherries swept by its clothing ones, Sebastian was ready for anything. So he was more than surprised when, after scoring the entire house, the moment he stepped inside, he found no pranks, traps, or spells anywhere. Even Finn himself seemed nicer, shaking Sebastian's hand and asking him how his flute lessons were going, seemingly genuine. Perhaps he had finally grown up. Finn was almost 13, after all. Sebastian was soon allowing himself to enjoy the holiday time with his extended family, until the night before Christmas Eve, that was when he met Finn coming down the stairs. Is that for the Christmas wraith? Finn asked, nodding at the glass of milk in Sebastian's hand. Sebastian stopped. The what? The Christmas wraith? Finn repeated the corner of his mouth turning up, in a way Sebastian had come to mistrust. Perhaps Finn wasn't as changed as he saw. It lives upstairs in the attic. I don't believe you, he said immediately. Honest, Finn jumped down the last few stairs. Old Mrs. Grell down the street had one last year, and the Worthingtons next door had one the year before last. Sebastian followed him into the living room, calling. Hero was sitting by the fire, the top of her blonde head, the only part of her visible behind her book. Is that true, Hero? Has there been a Christmas race on the street? Hero looked up. Er, uh, well, the neighbors did have something going on in their houses, but I think it was just rodent rodent infestations. Wasn't it, Finn? She glared at him. Oh, sure, Finn said, examining his nails. I know that's what i choose to believe, young Bash. Rodent wounds are more easily healed than great ones. Sebastian set down his glass of milk, suddenly not so thirsty. On Christmas Eve, the Blishuk family spent most of the day outside playing snowball fights. The cousins were extremely competitive, so their fights were more like wars. These walls were complete with huge forts, with team flags, perimeter walls, and war cries. Though so Sebastian enjoyed himself, thoughts of the Christmas great were at the back of his mind. All day he kept seeing a shadow pass over the attic window out of the corner of his eye, and the distraction caused more than one snowball to the face. Cold, wet and tired, the cousins trooped back indoors at the end of the day to the frost before the fire, before dinner. So, Sebastian, said Bryony, one of Sebastian's older cousins, what's so special about the attic? I kept seeing you staring at it. Finn got across Sebastian. He's looking for the wraith, of course. Bryony rolled her eyes. Another joke, Finn. Sebastian nodded fervently. That's what I said. I don't believe him. Watch out, Bash. Finn said, wiggling his fingers in front of Sebastian's nose. You don't want the Christmas break to hear you. I hear it goes after the people who don't believe in it first. Sebastian gulped, but he didn't flinch. Let it hear me, he said. I'm not scared because it's not true. Finn shrugged. Don't come crying to me when it hits you. That night, just as Sebastian was about to drift off into sleep, he heard a noise. It was only a small thump, but it was enough for him to open his eyes and lie frozen in bed. He held his breath, straining his ears in case it came again. It did, not quite as rhythmic as footsteps, but they moved across the entire attic, and it was enough to keep Sebastian awake all night. When he came downstairs the following morning, yawning widely, he found Hiro at the breakfast table. Sebastian reached over her to grab some toast. Hiro, did you hear anything last night? He asked, then quickly added, I'm not scared, but I thought I heard something coming from upstairs. Well, I might have heard something, she admitted but I'm sure it was just Finn being an idiot, or even the cat. She plays in the attic sometimes. But Sebastian wasn't convinced. He stayed awake that night, listening carefully. It was still there, just like the night before, a thumping coming from the attic. It could only be Calypso, the cat, but the shadow he had seen earlier in the window was much larger than a cat. Maybe Finn had bewitched something to fly backwards and forwards to make Sebastian believe in the fray. Sebastian's little hands curled into fits under the blanket. He wasn't just angry that Finn kept trying to scare him, but by the fact that Father Christmas wouldn't come if Finn was sneaking about. Sebastian was not going to let that happen. He swallowed his fear and climbed out of it. His heart was pounding against his ribcage as he climbed the stairs. He'd thought about sneaking into the room his parents were in and taking one of their wounds, but he didn't want to risk waking them up and having to explain what he was doing. With each step Sebastian took, the noise in the attic grew louder, thumping in time with his heart. He stopped at the attic door, and though his hand was on the doorknob, he didn't open it straight away. Instead, he took deep breaths. There is no such thing as the Christmas phrase, Sebastian said to himself. You're ten now, which means you can face whatever is behind this door, which is probably thin. He wasn't sure what made him more nervous, the unknown or his cousin. With a shaky exhale, Sebastian opened the door. In the dim light of the moon, through the skylight, he saw something standing in the middle of the room, smaller than Finn, but human-shaped, with skin that shined as if it were wet. It looked up as Sebastian entered, eyes glowing, a strange gargling noise coming from it. Sebastian's blood turned cold with fear. he cried. Where? The creature looked around, terrified, as if expecting something to jump out at it. Sebastian didn't know what he had been expecting, but it certainly wasn't for the wraith to look as frightened as he felt. His heartbeat was slowing after the initial shock wore off, and when Sebastian looked closer, he recognized the creature's back feet. Wait a minute, you are not a wraith, you are a wall. Of course I'm not right, the girl said crossly. Whatever gave you that idea? Sebastian shuffled his feet on the dusty floor. My cousin said the Christmas race was hiding up there." No, only me, the girl said gloomily. I've been watching you humans celebrating the Christmas holidays. So you've been the one staying in everybody's attics? Sebastian asked. Yes, the ghost sniffed, making the gargling noise. They keep chasing me out, but you let me stay, won't you? Its eyes shone a little brighter as it looked pleadingly at Sebastian. Sebastian scratched his chin. Well, you see, you've been making a bit of a racket these past few nights, and I've been having trouble sleeping. Oh, I'm sorry the gull said. I just enjoyed the holiday season so much. Only I don't know how to celebrate it. I thought that maybe by watching. It's okay, I understand, said Sebastian. Everyone should be allowed to celebrate Christmas. The gull gargled again. Is there any way I can make it up to you? Sebastian was half tempted to ask the gull to hide under Finn's bed and scare him. But quickly pushed away the thought. I have an idea, he told the girl. If I help you celebrate Christmas, will you promise to stop making so much noise at night? Oh yes, the girl said happily, I promise. Okay then, Sebastian said, I'll be right back. When Sebastian returned to the attic, it was with an armful of Christmas lights. Though Sebastian couldn't use magic yet, these lights had been charmed to stay on all night. Together, he and the goal set them up throughout the attic so that it glowed in a rainbow of colors. The beauty of the night did nothing to improve the goal's appearance, but the odd smile on his back to the face did. Sebastian stayed with the goal of night, eating Christmas cookies, Sebastian sang the gold carols, and in return, the gold told the stories of the people whose houses he had lived in throughout the years. As Sebastian clinked his glass of milk against the golds, he couldn't help but marvel at the magic of Christmas. Because though Sebastian believed in monsters, he also believed in miracles.